<laughs> Welcome to Stoops of Stages. How do you say that in Welcome Spanish? To Welcome to Stoops of Stages. Bueno, bueno, ¿cómo se dice eso en español? Welcome, Welcome to, to Stages. Stages. I was actually going to ask, what borough did you say you were from again? Oh, I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, word, okay. You you, you been out here? Oh, man, a ton of times. I mean, I have a lot of family in Brooklyn and Queens, so I've been here. I like, I love New York, man. Oh, New that's York, what it is. Like, yeah, I love New York. I go to New York all the time, and I did business trips in New York for Aflac. I have a lot of family in there you know i just i love the city i love the subway i've been thinking actually lately of applying to to jobs in new york I, i've been applying to jobs in new york for a while actually so oh wow go figure man come on out here bro where, where you stay yeah, at I'm, now i'm in dc dc area dc dmv i love it out there bro yeah. i'm actually uh i'm heading out there on the 15th of december i'm doing the taping um, we're gonna be at uh, I forget the name of the place. I gotta look that up again. I I'm not super familiar with with the DMV like that, but from my boys that are down there, they recognize it right away. The place. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna be out there for a tape, and my boys recording his album, so I'm helping him uh, with the with the running of the show. I'm gonna be doing the opening. Should be cool, man. I I, I love going out there, man. You guys got such an awesome culture. Um, are you from DMV? I grew up in this area. My 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 family is from Guyana. Okay. And, you know, I'm generally a Caribbean kid, you know, like, as far as, like, my values and my morals and just, like, my thinking goes, I'm, the Caribbean is home to me, but I grew up in the DMV area, you know? That's what it is. Um, so, JF Crates, with, with, uh, with you being from the Caribbean, did that play any role in your, in your music? Oh, yeah, definitely. And a lot of times in ways that I don't even recognize myself, because I'm a... I'm a producer, um, and like you said, you are you're you're an engineer. I'm an engineer, and um, you know, uh, well, one thing about the Caribbean is, like for example, uh, I like Rihanna, and one of the things I think is really one of the things I think makes Rihanna as successful an artist as she is is the fact that she has such a dynamic music taste. She can do any type of music. She yeah. can do something on like a trap beat one day and then she'll do something reggae another day and then she'll do something poppy with EDM in the background the next day. Most definite. And, and the reason for that, I'll tell you right now, I don't know her personally, but the reason for that is because she's from the Caribbean. Because in the Caribbean, we aren't very political about music genres and things like that. We like music, we like harmony, we like rhythm. And so that's a big influence on my approach to it. You know, um, yeah. I just when I go to the Caribbean, people listen to everything in the Caribbean. They don't, you know what I mean? They don't discriminate at all. And they, and um, well, I'm not sure if you know much about what I've been doing recently as far as with Capcom. Yeah, that's actually something I was gonna bring up as well. Yeah, I'm going to it by all means. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, the segue into it basically was that. Uh, I have something that's unreleased. Um, basically, recently I've been working with um, my friend is a, is a chief marketing officer for a clothing line called Blue Marble. Right, right. Blue Marble is is a licensing partner of Street Fighter and Capcom, among many other companies. They're doing a lot of crazy things, and 
So I created a project called Beat Fighter 5 as part of the marketing campaign, uh, as part of one of their marketing campaigns, um, where they were going to sell a lot of clothing and they were doing a competition giveaway. That's and awesome. so, yeah, and so then what happened was, by coincidence, I found out my little brother is a pro Street Fighter player. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I knew he was good. I didn't know he was that good, though. Right, so right. Now, huh? <laughs> now, you, it was crazy you mentioned that. I've heard, like, there's, like, colleges now giving scholarships for video game play. Yeah, he's, exactly. And he's, 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 like, he's, when we, when I had, like, found out how good he was, he was number nine in the world online. Wow. At this game. Yeah. And he's number one in the world with his character. He, he uses a character called Rashid. It's a, it's a new character in Street Fighter Five. It's an Arabian guy, an Arab guy. And um, what's his name? What's his? Uh, what's your brother's name as well? My brother's name is Ryan, but his his uh, his theme or his his uh, username is Orange Man. So everybody knows him as Orange Man because he uh, the reason he used that name is just because we've called him Orange Man his whole life, or in the Caribbean we call people call him Red Man. Because he, <laughs> because he's light skinned and he has red hair, um, so he's orange man. And the reason I was the reason I segued into Blue Marvel is because last week I created a theme song for him called Orange Man. And if you listen to Beat Fighter Five, it was a remake of a bunch of uh, Street Fighter character theme. Most definite. And so what I did was I took the, Rashid is a new character I took Rashid's theme And I flipped it And I made it my own mix of it For my little brother And I called it Orange Man And that hasn't been released yet um, But it will be released this weekend At the Canada Cup Where my little brother is going to compete against All the best players in the world And Lupe Fiasco might be there We spoke to him on Twitter And the reason there was a segue into that is because the Orange Man theme I made for my little brother is very, very reggae and dance hall influenced in like the way that I put together the bass and the drums and everything. That's so I know that was like a that was a whole ramble right there. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, that's a that's yeah. Nah, that's a beautiful but, uh, thing, man. I I love I love when uh people don't realize how often different genres of um, entertainment um, kind of go into each other like I, I work with a lot of hip hop artists even though I do comedy stuff um, yeah. just like your brother like he's technically an entertainer and what he does like I'm yeah. sure people log in just to watch him play exactly and they do you do a whole different type of entertainment but your world's collided even unintentionally you know yeah, I mean, you're a comedian, so of course you understand entertainment. Like, and we found your stuff because of Blue Marble. Um, we, uh, like, uh, I do a lot of, I do a lot of stuff with, like, a lot of hip hop artists. Like I said, um, one of our prior guests was Substantial, and he's been on the Blue Marble site a few times. He's also from DMP. Yeah. So, like, we were looking at just stuff he was doing because we wanted to make sure that we plug other artists, and we saw he had a show coming up, and it was being sponsored by Blue Marble. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, Substantial's been a collaborator of Blue Marble for a while now. Yeah, man. And yeah, like like we said, we spoke to Lupe on Twitter the other day, and Lupe just performed with Substantial here in DC about a week ago. Yeah, and he's a big street fighter head. Oh yeah, yeah, Lupe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why that's why we spoke to him because you know we wanted to. I told I told him on Twitter I was like, my little brother's gonna punish you in Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. how you do it. You keep that is, that is. You know, you build it. Because, you, you, you know, it, it's pure. It's not just mm -hmm. hitting them up about music stuff. There's like a real bond there now. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've run into a lot of people like that and had cordial relationships with them over the years. Um, and uh, right now, actually, last have you ever heard of JIDK? I haven't. No. No, you haven't. Okay, he's he's an artist from our area who's pretty big. Okay. He, um, he's been on Hot 97 and Sway in the Morning and Power 105 and all that. Or I don't know if he's been on The Breakfast Club. He might have. But he's definitely been on those other ones. And I have a... Yeah, I, I have a pretty good relationship with him. I'm pretty cool with him. I met him at, when I had a radio show at UNBC. Yeah. And um, he had a show last week um, in the area. And I went out to check that out. And he had a Ronald Reagan mask on when he was doing his most trapped out song, which was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> what made him do that? That's awesome. <laughs> Just imagery. I think the idea was like, uh, you know, because he, he put out an album called Empty Bank, which you got to look this up, but he's the first uh, artist to ever release an album on Forbes. So Forbes. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's a big thing right there. And yeah. Yeah, he, he the, the, the album's called Empty Bank, and I guess he's talking throughout the album about money and how much it controls people and how how your life is different when you have it or when you don't and so on and so forth. So I think the Reagan mask was like to say, like, what's the difference between Reagan and another trapper? Mm. You know? That's real. Yeah, but in any case, though... Um, yeah, getting, you know, getting back to you a little bit more too. I wanted to make sure I touch base on, yeah. on, on on that project. You said you did a whole did a whole project inspired by the theme music of these artists of, of these yeah. uh, characters. Pardon me. Um, so you did it after you created the theme music for your brother, or was it something you did beforehand and then you made one as well for him? I, that's what I'm. Well, I originally I made it. I made it back in February. It's called Beat Fighter Five. Right. Um, and I made that back in February, and now um, I made my little brother's theme last week. Okay, got mm-hmm. you, got you. And that, and that hasn't been released yet. Okay, okay. When, when when's the release date for that happening? At the event itself? Should be at the event. And you know, I've been speaking with uh, the marketing officer of Blue Marble about that, and um, they're going to be playing it at the event for sure. But you know, we're going to be releasing it to blogs and so on. Um, around that time well, so it's gonna be like his fighter intro music you know like the boxer walking yeah. to the ring type shit that's awesome I yeah. like that I like but, that but man. also it's just something for the Street Fighter fans because um, I think Lupe himself commented that his favorite new theme song in Street Fighter 5 was Rashid's so for me to recreate it is just something that Street Fighter fans will enjoy regardless you know nah that's L What's your production setup like? How do you go about uh, making music and what do you use to do it? Well, I'm sitting by my production setup right now. If you want me to swivel the camera around, I got these this year. These are my JBL speakers. Okay. Um, and right there is my Focusrite Scarlet Pro uh, preamp where I connect. Oh, man, I'm trying to get it. Yeah. Where I connect my microphone and my speakers, and yeah, this room is just generally where I make music. I do everything in house. How, uh, how important is that? Like, I feel like not enough people mm-hmm. um, acknowledge the need for a creative space. Oh man, it's, it's where the the part of my name that's crates. That's where it comes from. 
that's where it comes from. The, the, and as a as a raw hip hop fan, you will be able to understand this. But I got the uh, name JFK because we were talking about my favorite song being Dead Presidents in high school. That was like eight years ago, and also and so JFK was one of them. But also we used to go out in in circles, and this my group is called Cipher 360s, and it's because we used to go out at lunch and cipher. Okay. And so my friend called me Junior Flow King or Junior Flat Freestyle King because of JFK with Dead Presidents too. But then the crates part came from the fact that I liked I used to like to uh to make beats and everybody in my school well I still make beats but everybody in my school back then knew me for sampling. Yeah. Um and so if you you know if you're and people talk about Jay Dilla and Madlib and all of them. They say you get your hand in the crate, so it just evolved that way. That's real. Uh, how big is your record collection? I mean, I don't have my own records. I don't. I don't have vinyl. I wish I did have vinyl, but my dad had a lot of vinyl. Okay, you still got the plug? Yeah, I got the plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I remember I used to have a lot of stuff like that too, just because, uh, like, I, I used to record for a lot of local artists. Um, and like they bring their producer over, so I'd have like a full setup there. So yeah, like, I was regularly getting people from the neighborhood donating records so that we could go through samples to find stuff to create songs. So yeah. it's awesome when you got like that community aspect of it, like your whole school kind of taking part with that. Right, that's where the the the, the name Cyber 360. That's what it's about. And to go off of, to I guess answer even more what you asked me about um, how important the work environment is, the creative environment is. Um, wherever people who follow me and my music and stuff or people who, who work with me they know that wherever I set up studio we call it the crate okay. and it's one of the foundational things that give me the reputation I have like people know that they can be around me and let their imaginations go wild and we'll put together something interesting man you know and the crate is the crate is just wherever I'm at we're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna all be creatives. You know what I mean? That's so, so how, yeah. How often? How much time do you devote to making music every week? Um, all the time. I'm not at work. <laughs> <laughs> God, you know, that's it. It's gonna be I'm some artists right now, Matt, because I'm keeping you from finishing the beat, man. My bad, my bad. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I could take a little bit of time off. This is important. <laughs> So, so like yeah. uh, all the time you're as soon as you're at the work, you're kind of, you're working on your music. Um, for the most part, the stuff that you have online is is uh, more instrumental based, from what I found. Um, mm -hmm. how, what artists do you work with as well? Uh, well, the main artists I've worked with over all the years, who people practically look at us like a duo, is my man Jargon. Okay. Jargon is a, he's a guy who grew up in DC. He's a very good friend of mine. Um, real name is Rolando and we went to high school together and um, he's also a professional Muay Thai boxer oh wow although, okay. yeah although he only started doing Muay Thai about three about four four years ago now but he's been rapping as long as I've known him and um, he, he's the main collaborator but I've been collaborating with people in the DMV and Baltimore area for eight years I mean I could go on about that for the whole session. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I mean, what I was going to say though before about JRDK, you know, I speak with him a, a lot and I'm around him. 
Um, at his show, I ran into DJ Analyze, who's one of the biggest DJs in our area. He DJs at like all the big hip hop radio stations. And um, I've run into him a number of times, and me and him have had a whole lot of good conversations about this hip hop stuff and everything. Um, and uh, my man Jalen, who produces for a group called Grand Fan from out here that has made some noise, you know, I'll collaborate with him. Man, again, lots of people. That's beautiful, man. How, how, how long have you been making music for now? I've been making music. I've been playing music since I was about seven, six or seven. I played the violin. I played piano in the DC Youth Orchestra program. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, that, and that that was a very big part of my childhood. You know, every weekend growing up, every weekend I went to DC Youth Orchestra program. And um, <clears throat> I've been producing and doing hip-hop and stuff uh, for, yeah, like I said, about eight or nine years now. Um, since I was about 13, 14. Um, I think I started making beats like 2008. Okay. Yeah. And you've been involved in the scene almost instantly? Like, how long did it take you to feel comfortable to start presenting yourself as a producer? Um, it took me a few years. My first performance was just like, I had a performance in like 2009 or 10-ish with a rock band who asked me to perform, like some kids from my school. But aside from that, I think I really like hit the scene in like 2010 when I first came into college I released a project called PATH which was a double acronym which stood for Pursuit After the Hate that was like the dark side and like the bright side stood for Pray of the Heaven okay. and I know you know I know a guy who was a really big blogger at that time and you know he blogged about it and I was you know I, I started to make some pretty big noise in the DMV blog scene at that time and I would say that was when, like, you know, I could call myself sort of legit. But I think, I think it, it's only within the past about three years that I became a very legit producer in the sense of like uh, somebody you would go to the studio to, to 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 get your vocals mixed down and things like that. So what were you before, and what 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 brought about that change? Was it something you were working on that whole time, or did it uh? What, did it, was it something you saw that you were lacking and you put a focus on three to four years ago? Yeah, I'd say pretty much the latter. Before that, I was just a, I was a creative person who liked to make beats and liked to rap. And I've been a writer. I've always been a writer. I've always been a, and uh, I wanted to be an author when I was a kid. So my natural talent might be the ability to write. To, to write. Um, but then taking music uh, production seriously started probably around 2012-ish maybe where I started to really educate myself about the processes of it and how to make something how to mix and master and so on and so forth um, I just decided that especially in our day and age and when I was when, when I was when I was first like creating Cypher 360 my idea about one of my best predictions I've ever had in my life was that um, was that entrepreneurship would be a big thing. The indie music scene would become a big thing. 
I predicted that back in like 09 and it was true. People used to ask me why I don't try to get signed. And I used to say, because, you know, years from now, it won't be about getting signed. I used to say that. And now you look at people like Chance the Rapper and it's true. Mm. And so um, I, I, the reason I diverted my focus to, you know, becoming more technical as a producer is for that reason. I knew that as I as I'm operating right now, if I want to become a business and entrepreneurial entity, I have to as a music artist with with uh, my who who works on my own terms, then I have to be able to in-house produce because then if I bring something to somebody that they like and they think that they can market, I have control over it. And I mean, if you know how the music industry works and you're a comedian, you know how the comedy industry works, how so many of these industries work. The reason Dave Chappelle left the industry and so on and so forth is because they like to take people who are talented and manipulate them. Right, right. So my goal is, yeah, and you know, my goal has always been to have as much control as I can over my product so that I can control my business. That's real. I don't think enough people uh, plan that out enough. And um, it's one of the benefits I think uh, comedians have versus like musicians because our our, our art is so pure in the sense that um, you're living it when you're seeing it performed. Right, I write yeah. and then I go straight to the stage, and the the act is the performance is the art. Whereas uh, a really talented MC, he has so many like kind of gatekeepers he has to go by. Right, he needs an engineer, he needs a really good producer, and then yeah. that's just the creative. Then he needs you know to talk to a record label or distributor. So when yeah. when someone like yourself is able to take some of those hats and kind of wear them and and kind of eliminate the need for three of those middlemen it makes mm-hmm. it easier for you to control those conversations yeah and the way you just, the last thing you just said is exactly it the ability to control the conversation you're having I mean if you ever listen to Nipsey Hussle music he talks yeah. about that a lot he always talks about how he's gonna do things on his terms and that's why he controls what he puts out and that's, that's where I think the hustle in his name comes from he's hustling corporate America and, uh, you know, if you watch the movie Straight Outta Compton, that movie says a lot about the music industry, and it, the music industry really hasn't changed, in my opinion. You look at it, um, when you look at, uh, uh, what happened to Eazy-E. Right, all, right. Yeah, all Eazy-E, at the end of the day, was, is a brand. And so, because he wasn't the person with the talent, but he was the person with the image, he was easy to be manipulated. That's the way this industry works. Something I've said for the past about six years is I can name an artist who was a brand and fell off every year since 2010. You know, starting with like, a, well, you know, maybe starting around 2012, because I forgot who I used to say for 2011 and 10, but like 12, I would say like T.P., 13, there was Trinidad James, 14, there was Bobby Shmurda. Last year there was Fetty Wap. This year, you know, I'm looking at people like Designer, you know, and Kodak Black. And my thing about them, I'm not even trying to like hate on them at all. But my thing about them is, I see them being manipulated and and branded, branded for whatever it is. Designer for the way he moves and things like that, or you know, Trinidad James for the Pot Damali thing. Right, right. Box murder for the dance, 
I'm seeing them get branded and then all of a sudden catch a legal case and they're done. And I, you know, when I like this, it emphasizes more to me, you know, whatever I do, I'm going to have control of it. I'm not just going to become an image, you know, so, yeah. So, so with that, and it's interesting you bring that up, um, how do you balance that versus getting attention? Cause that's, that's, yeah. that's kind of the balance, right? Cause they, yeah. as gatekeepers, they kind of have the right to say, well, you know what? We're not giving you any attention now. Um, you want a hundred percent of nothing versus five percent of what I could give you. It's like, right. it's like a weird dynamic. Cause we, we, we kind of have to play ball to a certain extent. It's yeah. just a matter of when and how much. Yeah. I mean, um, I wouldn't say that, um, for me, what it's about is uh, getting to the correct situation. I'm a, I'm a persistent person. I'm a very faith-driven person. And to me, what it's about is, you know, getting to that point where my value is seen and, and from there um, being able to do business with it. Mm. And that's, that's about it. Like, I... Um, I think that exposure is something, especially nowadays, is very orchestrated. Um, and that in some instances, exposure isn't what it's all cracked up to be, like in the instances I just mentioned. Right, right. Exposure is used to control people sometimes. So for me, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make sure I get exposure, even if it's... I'm putting together as I go. I'll put it that way. You know? Okay. I'm putting it together as I go. You know, I'm a, whatever avenue I have to take to get to the point where I get exposure, I'll take it. But I won't just take it because there are many ways you can get exposure nowadays, but they're not always going to be the most fruitful in the long run. Makes sense. I dig that. Yeah. I, I know one of the cool things about your approach is that um, I feel that good, good, good music, good art always gets exposure, but you're better able to take advantage of it when it arrives. Like, That's right. like in the case of like a Bobby Schmurder, for example, like I have no idea what his skill set was. I really don't. He was That's a young, he was a young kid. Um, he might have been an incredible artist. He might not have been. You know, there's people that aren't fans of his work. There are people that that like that song, so on yeah. and so forth. But we'll never know because. You know, I think everyone has like small moments of brilliance. He happened to have one before the rest of his skill set was ready to handle it. Right. So, to your point, I think because of that, he mm -hmm. got ex he got into a situation where other people could control him because he exactly. wasn't able to control any of it. Exactly, exactly. Like when you look at Bobby Schmurder, he's really no different from Easy E. He's no different. He's a guy who had a street image that people like and. They think it's brand. They think it's uh, uh, easy to brand. So he's got to. So so his exposure is somebody else's. Um, you know, somebody else's job, somebody else's salary. And you know, I I just think that's where it is. I don't think exposure is always. You know, I I need to get exposure the right way. That's all it is. Nah, that's You're real. Right about all that, man. And I've been I've been doing a lot of things to, to get there. I mean, the Street Fighter thing. Things are looking up for me right now in, in music. 
Street Fighter thing is good. And I actually, um, I actually have something dropping in Halloween. <laughs> That's how I was going to ask. Like, what else can we look forward to hearing from you? Yeah, I have something dropping Halloween. I have a video, probably some of my most creative and experimental work yet. Um, if you want, I can play some of it right here on my phone. Most definite. Show you a clip of it. Um, but it's, it's dropping on Halloween because it's going to be a really thrilling video. And it's kind of creepy and all that. Got anime clips in it. And I'm really going at like <laughs> You can see I got a mask on <laughs> So that's gonna come out on Halloween? Yeah, that's the plan Okay, okay Perfect, perfect So this will be out like right around the same time Perfect, so we'll be able to plug it at the same time Awesome so were you involved with the with the yeah, visual well, there um, for that as well? I I have quite a story about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I went. Yeah, I mean, of course, I you know we shot the video. The video director actually wants to remain anonymous. Okay. He wants to remain anonymous because he doesn't like the video. Really? Uh, yeah, everybody I've shown it to loves it. Really, and that 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 even goes for people who aren't even like like it's not even yes man like so I've shown it to some people I don't really know like that just for that type of opinion and right. been like and that's some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen but he doesn't like it because I I gave him a vision for it he went along with it and I guess he just didn't think and he did it so well and he's like man I don't even like it I want to stay anonymous on it. And he, he, it took me about three months to get him to even send it to me to look at. Right. Because he couldn't make up his, his mind on it. So, I mean, but yeah, the, the video is essentially my entire vision. You could, you could say I directed it in a way. I, I, I put together the ideas for how it was going to... Because I've, I've done about eight or nine videos before, and for a few of them, I got to sit next to the person and really put it together with them. So in this case, I, I, I told him how to do it, and he, you know, it's my vision, but he executed it. So... Uh, I, I think those situations are always fascinating because... Yeah, yeah. He's also he's a, he's a part of your vision, but he also has his own artistic integrity. Um, I, I like that you guys kind of came to a medium there, like a, a resolution. You still got to put out your project. Um, by the same token, he felt it might not have fit his brand. That's you right. Know? Yeah, he just didn't feel like it was, you know, it was him or and all that. And so that's understandable. Um, but yeah, I, I take visuals very seriously and. Visuals are actually a very important part of what I do. I mean, you know, I, I've been collaborating with Street Fighter and video games because people recognize anime, video games, and things like that have always been a part of my style. And I've always collaborated with visual artists. If you look on my um, SoundCloud, which is probably what you guys were looking at, 
you know, um, I have a project on there called JF Canvas. Right, right. And what I did was I literally just made a, a few beats and sent them out to different people I know who do visual arts of different kinds and said, man, just create something that's the first thing that came to your mind when you heard this. And then I made it an art gallery slash beat tape. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. So, yeah, thanks, man. And that's that's very that's a very very important part of what I do. I think is visual. It's real. I don't think enough people pay attention to that because it, yeah. it, music in particular today is such a it's like a three sixty experience. Like people want yeah. the combination. You know, um, most I, I I know I'm not the only one. I play a lot of my songs right off of YouTube. Like I expect the visual mm-hmm. almost automatically yeah. with it. Um, before I let you go, um, where can people find your work and keep up to date with what you have going on and what can they expect in the coming year? Yeah, well, I have a lot going on in the coming year. Uh, people can find my work at soundcloud.com slash J-F-K-R-A-T-E-Z. So soundcloud.com slash J-F-K-R-A-T-E-Z. Um, and on that site, there are links to a lot of my other sites on the side to the YouTube and um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and also to Jargon, the artist I mentioned earlier. Uh, and so I actually, we have a project that is um, actually, you know, actually I won't say, I won't say how far along it is, but <laughs> we have a project that you can expect to see very, very soon. Um, we have a few projects planned for the future. I, uh, we released the Heart CP last Christmas time, holidays time. That was a relationship project. And um, also, me and Blue Marble, we have a lot uh, going on. You can find a lot of my work as well at blmrbl.com. So it's like Blue Marble without the vowels. Yup, yup. And um, yeah, you can find me on the blog there. We have a lot going on. They have an artist called Slum Z. Um, and Slum Z is doing some work right now. He's, he's really making some moves, and I have some production with him. Um, I've sent uh, some production to an artist called Novell, who's been he made a song about Aaliyah, which is really dope, and um, he's been making some noise. Um, and I, well, this the video I was just showing you just now. The the name of it is called Youngin with a J. Um, and that name comes from the psychologist Carl Jung so I won't even go into that but that song <laughs> is um, from a project I'm working on right now called Socrates but it's spelled so crates like you know JF crates so it's like S-O-K-R-A-T-E-Z so okay. it's like um, and yeah I'm working on that project right now um and yeah, lots going on with Blue Marvel and so on so forth, yeah. That's what it is, man. We're looking forward to it over here, man. JF Crates, real pleasure to have you on today, brother. Thanks for your time. You're well, let's uh, stay in touch, man. Will do, man. Peace.